Can I rant for a second? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC terms apply. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, it's Donald, and Kind Snacks has six new flavors for you to crave. Flavors like rosemary, strawberry, jalapeno, and raspberry. Each of the six flavors is made with number one ingredient seeds or nuts and has fruity or savory flavors depending on what you're craving. They're gluten-free with five to six grams of protein in every bar. Nutritious snacking doesn't have to be all blah and boring. The bar for people who love real food. Try all the flavors. Shop on Amazon today. Hey! There he is. Hey! Hey! What's up, guys? What are we listening to in the background? You don't fuck with Halsey? Oh, Halsey, that's what that is. This song is Do you know how that, 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 that song is like eight years old? Well, I don't Good always song. find things like everyone else does, Donald. I will that tell song. you it's fire. Listen. You don't think been... that song is fire? Yeah, I like just found seven it. I'm years sorry ago. I'm late to the Halsey party. Like Too seven good. years ago. It's better late than never to the Halsey party, Donald. There you okay, go. Why are you yelling, man? Calm down. Dude. I know. I'm taking on. So I'm taking. On, I'm so rusty with this podcast. I'm being you. <laughs> I've become you. I, I am so excited to see you guys and to talk to our audience that I've become Donald Faison and I'm screaming off the top. Speaking <laughs> of fire records, you know what's fire is that scissor record, man. Yeah. From front. To, and it's old too. You guys can clown me if you want no, to. No, not old. Say that I only old. I only know the song um, "Kill Bill." I just killed "Kill Bill" is a great song. Mm, Dude, there's song. So, there's so many great ones on that album. Not Special. the best idea. <laughs> there's a song called "Special." Oh my gosh! I missed you guys. I missed you too, bro. I really, really missed you. Did you see Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, no, but I'm told that people are crying. Bill Lawrence even told me. He shed a tear. Mm. It's very hard not to cry in this movie. You have Especially. to have a you have to have a heart of stone and hate. Well, I don't have a heart of stone or hate. Animals. Donald, so I, I will guess I'll cry too. <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Joelle, did you love it? I did really enjoy it. Uh, it's. It was a really fun ride. It was a wonderful. Like if you go back and watch the first two Guardians, you're like, man, this story for Rocket really pays off it's so good yeah i mean everybody's story kind of pays off at the oh, end sure. of all of this but rocket had that underground story where you were kind of like oh i know a little bit about his past but not a lot and what's really going on and then this whole beautiful arc about like where he came from and how he came to be the guy you know and then such redemption and oh it's really good it's so great it was it was a lot of fun 
And it was hard not to cry. And I tried my hardest. I tried my hardest. Why to do you like, try not to cry? I never understand this. Like this, I, I know because this it makes because it feel I, better. It feels better when you try. Oh, it's not like to edging. Cry. You're edging yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> it's, it's like it's like right when you go. You know, like okay. So I I got my colonoscopy a couple of years ago, and I remember. Did you come? Um, what so a transition. So hard. <laughs> so hard. But Dude, look, don't but be look, afraid. Don't be listen, afraid. If what happens, happens in the doctor's office. He can't tell I'm, no one. He's not allowed to tell anybody. <laughs> well, let's just put it this way. Yeah. I said to the doctor, I said, listen, because somebody told me, a friend of mine who, who unfortunately has cancer and has had it for a really long time and has to get colonoscopies a lot, was like, when they give you the, the, the sedative, to, the thing to knock you out, Tell them to tell you before you get it so you know and you can feel the difference. Oh. Hmm. Okay. And then, oh, so you tried to hold on to it so you, so you could enjoy the drug. Exactly. Yes. Right. So it's the exact <laughs> yeah. same thing. I just had to have a prostate exam. I guess that's what I meant because I guess you can't really um, have those feelings unless you're awake. And um, it didn't, it wasn't really for me. Hmm. You didn't like them. No, I I I I was glad to have it done to make sure my prostate is correct. Mm -hmm. But while it was happening, I wasn't like, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So no come then. No come. No come. That's Wait. a negative. I, I he checked that on his chart. He was like, Did you come? I said, No, he checked it on his chart. Yeah, no come. All right then. <laughs> Well, then, um, okay. sorry, we've already made Joelle cover her face twice and we just started. <laughs> I really did miss you guys. It's been too long. An audience, I'm so sorry it took us so long. Donald was making a new, uh, what's soon to be, I'm sure, a giant comedic hit. And, I totally uh, hope so. We were in the middle of we were in the middle of an episode when things changed in Hollywood. Yes, mm. we are in a strike. For those of you who don't know, the Writers Guild has put their pencils, their figurative pencils down. Amen. Uh, until they get a, a fair deal from the studios. And so nothing new can be written. People are still doing shooting things that have been written, but that may come to a halt if the Director's Guild goes on strike, which we'll know eminently. Eminently yeah, means guys, any moment, right, Joel? Yes. Eminently? Yeah. You guys are, isn't the negotiations is up today? Is it today? I don't know when it's up. Uh, I think they're at the table now. What's interesting is that the writers aren't even talking to the AMTP. Is that it, Joel? Uh, AM? I believe so. Oh, whatever it is, the Producers uh, Association of all the studios. It's not a producer association. It's all the studios collectively. Because the writers are, are on strike and they're not even negotiating uh, with, 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 this, with the streamers and the studios because they're now trying to negotiate with the directors. And by the way, whether the directors get a deal or they don't, SAG, the Screen Actors Guild, is up in June. Yep. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is going to be a waterfall, and uh, it and, is and, like and, the perfect storm, dude. It's in like... the worst. It's in the worst. In the worst scenario, nothing's getting made this year. That's that's that involves union writers, directors, and actors. Hmm. Yes, DGA is at the table right now. The so DGA. We'll it'll really be interesting to see what happens with the DGA. Um, mm -hmm. That will uh, be a bellwether for things to come, because you can still continue to film things now if they're if they've been written. But if the mm -hmm. directors go on strike, you can't make anything. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, didn't the uh, what about the uh, like Grips and Electric and all of them? Didn't they go? On, aren't, they're not yeah, officially on strike yet. I don't. Isn't believe. their contract up too? 
theirs is coming up shortly right. and they're marching a lot of them are marching with the writers right now mm-hmm. so right. i went up to the, i went i went in um and and walked the picket line around disney with, uh, with brett goldstein and bill lawrence and the and the shrinking uh writing team it was really cool that's awesome dude and by the way um if you want to support uh people you don't need to be in these guilds to go march with them and, and strike with them uh, I, there's no requirement if you just want to be I saw someone posted something like, hey, I'm a writer. I'm an aspiring writer, but I'm not in the guild yet. Am I allowed to? Of course, you're. everyone is welcome. They want to make as much of a, I should say, I keep saying they, I'm in the writer's guild. We want to make as much of a ruckus as, as possible. And if you're confused um, about what this is all about, I really want to, in, in its shortest form, I just wanted to say that obviously everything has changed in the industry, but the way that writers are paid has not been changed at all. Mm. And I wanted to mention that the it's daily- been, It's actually been, it's actually been, it's actually gotten harder for writers to get paid because of the way the format has changed so rapidly, actually, within the last 10, 15 years. The last writer startup since the launch of Netflix making content that wasn't just sending out DVDs was really the the first big right. But that if you remember the last writer strike was about DVDs actually and getting residuals on DVDs. What's interesting to me is this and I'm not I'm not trying to be political. I'm not trying to to stir the pot. Speak your mind, friend. This is your podcast. <laughs> but look, okay. So when the DVD thing was coming up, the studios knew that in a few years the DVD would be the way of the dodo, and nobody would be using DVDs anymore, right? But they still held out for ninety yeah. days, dude. For 90 days. <laughs> well, in a lot of ways, you know, the cynics, the cynics would say in a lot of ways they have nothing to lose. They, they, they have plenty of content. They can just, you know, force the writers to, to wait it out. And, yeah. uh, and um, I don't know. It's really a big mess. It's not an easy solve. I wanted to recommend a podcast that really explains it very well, if you're curious. It's the New York Times' podcast, The Daily, um, which is just a wonderful podcast. But um, I... Even I, who know a lot, because basically Bill, who's Mr. Know Everything, explained it to me very well. But even this was clearer than Bill. It's uh, the title. It was six days ago on The Daily. It's called How Streaming Hurt Hollywood Writers. And it really breaks down the whole strike and the whole conundrum and quagmire of it all, if you're if you're curious as to what's going on. And also, I want to just say, don't conflate uh, this strike when you think of celebrity famous writers like Bill and Shonda Rhimes and J.J. Abrams. This is not about those people. This is about the young people coming up and people who live check to check on being a writer. And well, it's, it, certainly, it's certainly about the next wave of writers and, whether, that, and yeah. whether this will be a viable career path where someone can make a decent living wage doing it. You know, and you know, Bill said it in a really good way. He goes, "Unless you've got rich parents that are going to help you out, um, this won't be a viable career path for young writers at all." Right. And I think you got to think of it like that, right, Joelle? A hundred percent. I mean, we've already seen this sort of happen in the entertainment writing space. If you look at your magazines, your newspapers, etc. Um, if you look into a lot of the people who are working and have made a career. A lot of them either had uh, partners who were willing to support them through lean time so that they could pursue a career or were born into wealth and had enough money that, you know, they could pursue their passion. And it really sucks if you're you're born outside of that circle and this is your passion and your drive and you have the talent and you just can't 
do enough to make, you know, it's expensive to live in LA. And I think a lot of people, when they see the numbers, they're like, oh, that's so much money. I could, you know, live very well off that. And you have to got to look at real estate out here. Got to look at what groceries cost. Well, out also, here. Well, it's, 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 also, it's also just like being, just like being an actor, a starting out actor, not someone who's, who's been successful. You, you, everything is in fits and spurts. Mm-hmm. So you Thank might you. make a you might make a big check because you sold a script, but then that's gonna last. That's gonna last you a year. Right. Um, and so, well, what it, was great about the old days was if you did have a show on the air. Let's say you had a show that ran for two years or three years, and it sold into syndication. You would get residuals on the show. Right. Now, because of streaming, there's no such thing as residuals no anymore. Residuals. So you we get were- a you get paid up front. And so whatever it is that you get paid up front has to last Yeah. after the show is gone when you're swimming back out into the ocean trying to catch that next wave. When, like, we, were, when we were coming up on Scrubs, um, the television show, um, it would then, when you had a hit show, like we were lucky enough to be a part of it, you would then get syndicated. So when you saw it in reruns, remember reruns on on like actual television, that was that was extra residual money for for the cast that doesn't exist anymore um, for writers or actors. Um, so what is- if you only had one show ever in your life, one show, and it was a span of three years and let's say you didn't see the end coming, you know what I mean? That at least helped out. Okay. All right. Look next year when the show runs for wherever it is on WPIX in New York. I know yeah. I got a little bit of money coming my way while I hustle and try to make it to the next thing. Right. Now it's like once the show is over, you have to get another job in order to sustain whatever it is your living space is, however it is you're living. Yeah. The other problem on the on the studio side is that it's not really I mean, both Daniel and Joel, please correct me if you know more about this than I do. The streamers seem to be out of humans. I mean, they anyone who's going to sign up for their product has kind of signed up. Yeah, my right? understanding is that uh, a couple of things have happened. So one, everybody has a streaming service now. And so it's no longer the like, you know, oh, I have Netflix and Hulu and that was enough and I'll pay right. my like 20 bucks a month or whatever. And so there's been a lot of like people dropping out of one to join the other or they're only coming on to watch that one show they really love and then leaving. And so it definitely seems like they've sort of, there's not much more to offer. Like you know exactly what you're getting out of a streaming service, you know, what shows, you know what their brand is. And so, yeah, they're, they're, and you know, they didn't build in a revenue (laughs) source uh, to keep growing, unfortunately. And so that's been a real struggle for them. And while, why you'll definitely see more ads coming in. Like I think. Yeah. Someone told me that on Hulu, Hulu's showing ads, even if you have a subscription, someone told me. Yeah. You got to upgrade now to Hulu, no ads. Oh, I have no ads. Okay. I was like, what? I do do too, but this person must've had, uh, had a a plan where they. Yeah. There's like a third one in between. And I know Hulu and Disney just announced they're going to go into one at one service by the end. They're merging. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What about Mm -hmm. HBO max calling themselves max? HBO is like the the great brand. Why do you take that out of the title? I don't want to call it. Why did it? Well, Matt and max is associated with Cinemax, which is associated with Skinemax, which is Mm -hmm. also like, come on. Like mm-hmm. for real, HBO was straight up like it. that was forever. That was forever. Home box office, yo. That's all the fly, hits they dude. have. That's Come crazy. On, I heard the reason I heard through the grapevine was that they want to expand and be for all ages, and that John Q. Citizen thinks of HBO as an adult brand. 
Right. Sure. Which is fair. I mean, they got Harry Potter. They have Sesame Street. Uh, I still think it's foolish if you had wanted to find a space. You have Discovery right there. Yeah, Discovery Kids, which is a channel a lot of children are familiar with. If they're not, you can absolutely branch it out. Aren't those all Disney products? No, they're Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, You're so right. it's, it's Warner Brothers Discovery now. And yeah. so they have yeah. like... They're all Discovery, right? Everything. You have an endless like space, and you could have left the thing that was working well because... As a person who likes HBO, you know, there's many of us. <laughs> it's weird to be like, okay, and now there'll be kids content mixing. That's a confusing landscape to try to navigate when you already had something clean that was working. Well, uh, you know that they have all the hand. testing and they have all the data. But to me, it's like you losing your like legacy. Amazing. Yeah, game. but you got to go after all of the money, man. I mean, let's let's keep it 100. It really is. At the end of the day, it is all about the money. The reason why they're we'll picketing see. outside of Disney, the reason why you got on that line, it's all about the money. And the only way you can make more money is if you can find more subscribers. And so you no. got to now focus. I get on it. Like I, like I said, this this, this decision wasn't made outside of nine thousand test uh, audiences. I'm sure. Uh, I just think, and I'm sure you thought, why would you get rid of the name we all grew up on? Like we yeah. all love. I thought that was crazy too. But I get. I mean, I totally get it. But I thought I couldn't. I just couldn't believe they chose Max. Like, isn't there another <laughs> version of HBO that could? You know what I mean? Like. There was HBO Go. There was HBO Max. There was what HBO, HBO Go went went away. That's it yeah, went away. away. HBO Go. HBO Gone. <laughs> I HBO Gone. That's funny, Dale. I I um I like the HBO brand. I think he's a great brand. Mm-hmm. I I I love their shows. Yeah. I think they yeah. they make great shows. Yep. And if you really think about if you really think about it, in order to launch a, a successful streaming service. You have to have a good show. You know, uh, Disney yeah. had The Mandalorian. I don't know what HBO's was. Uh, the HBO Apple Plus. used the back half of Dragons to launch. Or uh, Game of Thrones. Right. Okay. Uh, right. Uh, oh, right. Uh, uh, Apple Plus had all of those shows that signed Oprah. Right. You have to have something great. Ted Lasso. Yeah, Ted Lasso so, made Apple take off. Mm-hmm. Right. Now that you change your name to Max, what is your launching? What's your launching platform now? What's it going to be? Harry Potter gonna make... series they just bought. Yeah, they'll have everything. I mean, it's right. Warner Brothers and HBO. I mean, they're going to have extraordinary stuff. I just don't understand the name change, but I think we understand it on paper. It's just we grew up with HBO. Yeah, man. Yeah. I remember the music. Sometimes you had the long da, da, opening. The long yeah. opening was the dope, long and it was opening. and it was. And stop. you never knew when they were going to drop the long opening. Long opening, right? But the long, <laughs> the long opening was stop motion animation too. Yeah, it was and amazing. And it was dropped mm-hmm. through the freaking whole neighborhood. For those of you listening who are who are too young, go. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Go up, look the long. I don't know what it would be under, like the old school long HBO mm-hmm. opening. And you never knew the opening you, for the movies when you chose something. You just you didn't actually you didn't choose. It was just on, it was on when yeah. it was on. You didn't know if you were going to get short or long. But when it was long, you're like, oh, this must be. Good. Oh, this right. must be a banger. Right. This is gonna be. This is. Right. They they chose it's a premiere. the long opening. No, it's oh, the premiere. The long opening. It's the premiere. It's the premiere. It's the premiere. <laughs> it's premiering the night on HBO. Amazing. You guys watching Succession? My wife loves well, it. We just started. Stephanie and I are mad. That soundtrack is fire. That opening. That opening is fire. That should be fire. Was Nicholas Brill who wrote the theme? That theme is it's so good. Amazing. It's so good. Like, it's I want to so listen to it on a remix with like I'll a be, beat. I just, I'll be sitting there just going like this. Yo. 
yo. Uh, <laughs> my style wicked. Wait. Niggas kick it like all day long. I really think that someone needs to put a beat on that on that theme song because it's fire. I think dun, 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 dun. that that that's out yeah. there. Yeah. Go on that. Go on TikTok. <laughs> Hip hop succession. Oh really? I'm sure. <laughs> I don't think there is I'm one, so but you know, positive. fans, if you want to send us your remix versions, I'll yes, to fans, it. please send us your uh, succession theme song <laughs> remixes. I don't go to the club, but if I was at the club and that came on. Mm. I'd go, I'd scream with you, Donald. I'd scream and pick you up. <laughs> Succession! Before we Uh-oh. go too far off the strike, can I just draw, uh, there's something Get called the it. Entertainment Community Fund. It used to be known as the Actors Fund. If you want to support uh, writers that are striking, but you don't live in LA and can't join the picket line, you can donate money here. Just go drop down TV and film. They help out of work folks, help folks buy groceries. It's a really beautiful organization. And I'll also drop the link in the... Um, Show notes, so you guys. That's great. Yeah, I I say- you know, I, I, before you say what you're gonna say, Zach, I just want to say real quick. I'm sorry to cut you off. First of all, sorry, very sorry for that. I love you, but you're absolutely right, Joel. You know, people see actors on television, and it's a very glamorous job, and it seems like it should pay the bills and pay for everyone to live. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, there are a lot of actors that are on your favorite shows that still kind of live check to check. You understand? Mm-hmm. And so, and, 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 and it's, I know it's hard to imagine that. And I know it's hard to, to, it's hard to fathom and understand that, but this isn't, this is a reality. And it's the same thing with writers and it's the same thing with directors. Yeah. Um, there was a guy and, on, sorry to interrupt you. I'm going to interrupt you back. There was a guy who's a writer on the bear and he wrote a tweet mm-hmm. uh, thread that was like, I was nominated for writing the bear and uh, I, I, I was applying and rejected from a job at Target. That's real talk, Wild. man. Mm-hmm. This is real. Had a talk. negative ba- account balance when he accepted his award. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Is that what he said? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. real talk. This is, and but people don't know this because you look at television and you think that's it's glamorous. You know, there's yeah. lights. I think what you're trying to say, and I agree with, is that. Please don't uh, conflate the stars you know and the super successful people you know with these people who are striking. Even though everyone's mm-hmm. in the same guild, um, this is about the future of of these professions being um, a viable option for creative people. Yeah. And also, if you live in places where they shoot, you go join. You can go support these people, even if you want to bring them uh, some pizzas or you want to go join the picket line. You might even meet your future partner. Uh, obviously New York, LA, Atlanta is, uh, where most of it's happening. Bottled water is a big one because they can bring it back the next day. Bring bottled water. It's hot out there. People are walking. They need that. Obviously honk your horns and support. Mm. Mm. That's hilarious. Where you going? Where you going? I'm going to the picket line. For what? They did a singles one, by the way. Zach told me I might, I might meet my friend. Yeah. By the way, (laughs) by the way, and if you go there, you tell them that Zach and Donald and Joelle and Daniel sent you. By the way, they did a. They did. A, this is how they're trying to make sure everyone goes. You're supposed to. You're required to go, but they mm. they try and give you incentives. So they said um, there's a singles one at Universal Studios, hey. and it's nice. like a it's like a singles picket line. <laughs> Walk around all day. Great first date. Oh, no, I didn't. I, I just thought it was a funny concept. Like they're just trying so to make funny. to make everyone turn up. They're like, yeah, right. okay, Wednesday at noon at Universal uh, lot <laughs> is the singles picket line. <laughs> if you. If you if, listen, man, if you a writer and you locked in the room all day you're gonna long, be, no. If you're gonna be, if you're gonna be 
if you're going to be strolling around in front of gates trying to stop trucks from going in, you might as well meet the love of your life. Mm. Hey. Or the love mm. of the night. Wu-Tang forever. <laughs> the love of the night. I never heard it. Did you make that up? Just now, baby. That's funny. Just now, Fire. baby. Fire. That's funny. That's good. That's funny, Donald. That's a good lyric for a song. You want to be the love of my life or the love of the night. Damn. <laughs> Bars. I'm so happy to be back. Um, I, my computer, I have to thank Daniel, um, who told me I had to put my computer down. Um, I'm so sorry. I have this computer. Do you, guys, do you guys feel this with your computer? You're so loyal to it. Like so much yes. is happening. So much of life is happening on this computer. I wrote um, a good person on it. I've written so many other things on it. I've done the entire podcast on it. And my assistant told me that the 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 computer repairman said that it has to go. And I was like, no way. I'm asking Daniel. Daniel knows everything about computers. And I'm going to call Daniel. We are not putting this down. And and my assistant and Daniel talked. And he gave him all the, all the information. And Daniel texted me. He's like, yo, dude, that computer's from 2015. It's got to go. <laughs> I'm so That's sorry. not that Say long goodbye. ago. No, nope. yes, it that is. <laughs> in, com- in computer years, unfortunately, it is. Okay, but this is what I don't understand. Daniel's I see people with down. older Daniel's computers. Gonna a, I've seen people with computer. older laptops. Older laptops that Are you still. Sure? No, but I'll, I can't get I'll, Daniel. Yo, I can't get the latest operating system because they won't. They won't they that's won't what it, it is. It goes like this: as your software gets newer, its ability to run on old hardware gets worse. So it's like it demands more and your computer has less and it just like becomes this thing where it's like it's like, yeah, upgrade to the new operating system. And it's just making your computer run slower. OK, so, so then look, these, always crash. these are my if last three is, computers right here. I keep them forever. Oh, never so getting rid of them. So I have all the enough, data. He's got, by the way, audience, he's holding like uh, drives that are the size of playing cards. I, I, I don't know how to do that, Daniel. So I just keep the whole computer somewhere. Same, same. <laughs> keep it in a glass case. <laughs> Same here. If you want me to pull it out, I can do that. Yes. Can you please come over and pull them out of all yeah, of my sure. laptops? I feel everything? like I feel like it's like a remember um um short circuit, Donald? I feel like it's number five. And I'm trying it's to alive. Like, yeah, I feel like I'm trying to kill number five. Johnny five is alive. Number five is alive. Johnny five is alive. Is alive. It's like that's like the it was the freaking robot ET. Yeah, it was Robot ET. Um, hey, um, guys, we're guys and gals. We're doing our our very first live show in Seattle oh on uh, the one June tenth, June tenth, almost, almost exactly a month. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost sold out. I mean, all of the I think all of the um, assigned seats, whatever they call it, are sold out mm-hmm. already. There is a general admission area that still has some tickets left. So please come if you're. You in know, Seattle. there ain't no party like a general admission party. That's where yeah. the real stuff happens. Yeah, that's, that's where like, they be cooking the sausage. Yeah, that's where you, you can you could probably you could probably um, twerk um, on someone in the general admission. Hey, okay. Hey. No. Hey. Hey. Well, not only that, not, not not only not only that, you could barbecue in the general. Well, I, we don't want you to. We don't want you. We, I don't, we don't, we, I don't think that, the theater's so. not grilling. It's not a tailgate. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> no. no. Better to ask we, for forgiveness we, than ask for we, permission. Yeah. Well, we don't want you. We don't want people bringing hibachis. Please, okay, it's, it is a show. Um, it's gonna, I might get hungry. It's going to be a really good show. Uh, the four of us are going to be there. There's lots of surprises planned. There are? I'm surprised that you said that. <laughs> oh there are? You want me to tell you what some of the surprises are? Daniel, you can bleep them. I will bleep. Oh, yeah, tell us. Because I'm curious, too. <laughs> yeah, because we all want to know. All right, well, Daniel, bleep this. The first yes. surprise is that... Don't. Yes. just... How are you going to bleep that out, Daniel? Daniel, Daniel. Daniel. how are you going to bleep that out, Daniel? One long beep. One long exactly. beep. 
<laughs> right. The first one is <laughs> I got it. And All the right. second one? The second one isn't confirmed. Oh, okay. Do you want me to tell you? But Daniel, you have yes. to beep it. Of course. Is that uh I would love the outcry. Oh my god. Yes. Oh Great. what a Great. wonderful thing that could happen. Delightful. One of the last surprise? I need to know. This is all just potential, so don't get too excited. Oh, okay. I'm going to tamper it down. And then... What? The way I can't <laughs> breathe right now. Oh, oh. <laughs> I can't tamper it down. I'm excited happen. and I want it to happen. That if that incredible. happens, this would be... Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Anyway, the point is, audience, it's going to be fun. And obviously, if this works and we feel like we did a good job and the audience is happy, um, we're we're brainstorming about doing more of them. Right, guys? Mm. We're brainstorming. Yeah. How about this? We're brainstorming about the possibilities of what would come next. Mm. How about that? Mm. Where do you want to go? Stad? <laughs> I have always wanted to take the podcast to Australia. I know we have yes. a big okay. community. Yeah, they like us there. in Australia. Yeah. Let's go. I've always wanted to do that. Now I'm ever feeling, since, I, ever I've since old boy be- went on that television show with the uh with the uh fake doctor's real friends onesie. Mm-hmm. What was his name <laughs> with the bald head? Oh, Mitch? Yeah, when Mitch went life's on that. A Mitch. Thing, yeah, life's a Mitch. Our boy life's a Mitch. We love him. I knew then and there we need to go to Australia. It could be a lot of fun, but we'll start with the United States of America because that's easiest. I don't think the the tour bus with our faces on the side is is going to be um, doable. But what about the UK? Can can yeah, we all do possible. the UK? That's all possible. We just have to because see you know what my favorite cities are. I have two favorite cities. Oh, London. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a great city. Toronto. Ugh, that's one of my favorite cities, Donald. Ugh. Great city. Love okay. me some Toronto. Go to well, Toronto. The truth is, is that we already know it. it it's um, a draw because it's close to being sold out, um, mm. and we're a month and we're a month out. Mm. And hopefully, people in Seattle hearing that there's still a few tickets left will sell it out when they hear this on Tuesday. But what if you live in New York? Would you travel all the way to Seattle to see us? There are people traveling. I've seen yep. people right mm-hmm. on my socials. People that are traveling. Mm-hmm. I've gotten some Instagram um, DMs. Yeah, have you gotten got- anybody from like the UK that was like, "Yo, fuck it, I'm going"? No, but I had. No, no. That would be the coolest <laughs> shit ever. Imagine, what are you getting your visa for? I need to go see Fake Doctors. That would be a question we ask during the shows. Like, who figure out who came from furthest away. That would be yeah, We should do that. Florida, By so the way, we're doing it. Up. We're going to do a Q&A um, as part of it. Um, so uh, those of you who are coming, uh, think of good questions. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. And it'll always be fun because it's our first time doing this. And I just think it's gonna. we're going to have a blast. Donald and I have never done stand-up. And doing this show is kind of like our chance to do our own. It's the stand-up. closest thing. It's, it's the, the closest, closest thing, thing Donald and I are going to get to uh, being a stand-up comedian. Um, and we're doing the musical episode. Uh, some of you asked why do it again uh, because we don't want to invite eighteen hundred people to a theater and and uh, and do like just whatever episode happens to come up. We want to do one of the great episodes, which we both love. And also, there's a chance we might sing a tune or two. <gasps> that you can leave unbleeped, Don. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a there's a chance that what Zach said could happen. Let's mm-hmm. facts about no, me. no. You, you okay. can't do it now. <laughs> right, so you I'm can't do it now, dude. I'm just, I'm just warming up. You can't do it now. All right, let's get into the show. Uh, let's uh, uh, count us in. Okay, five, six, seven, Here's eight. Stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, "Here's a story." 
good to be back. Mm. Mm. You, 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 you honor me. I really Ooh. just missed you guys. It's been a long you. time. It has it's been, been a long so time. long. Donald, you were doing your show. Do you know how long it's been? We did two shows without you. You probably didn't listen to them, but we did two shows without you. <laughs> About a good person? Yeah, we did a um, mm-hmm. one with Florence Pugh, the legendary actress, and we did one with my therapist, uh, Dr. Fader, who was... Uh, Holy shit, you guys great got apps. good episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good one. Mm-hmm. They were both Dr. good. Dr. Fader was a legend. Dr. Fader was great, right? We should have him back. As was Florence, the, of course. He's not the penis doctor, though, right? No, I do need Dr. Penis back, though, Joelle. Can you book him? Uh, I have some penis questions. We have penis-related questions. I have prostate questions, uh, because... Let's get an expert on it. Please book Dr. Penis and say... Just mention to Dr. Penis (laughs) that the area is going to be... Well, all areas, um, but but the prostate. We're going to focus on the prostate. Focus it on the prostate with Dr. Penis. Focus on an area that he may not be an expert on. (laughs) No, he is. Urologist, that's the prostate's their thing. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was I only it the shaft sense. that was their thing. No, you think their job stops at the shaft? <laughs> I thought only like tip doctor. I thought that's what I thought. I thought there was a really? shaft doctor, and then there was a tip doctor, really? and then there was a ball doctor. Of course, I'm joking, joking. bro. <laughs> that's a pubis mons doctor. My right. job. I my thought job there was what? a taint doctor. All I do is taint. I just do taint. That would be a boring job. There's not enough taints. There's not enough taint work. Wow. That'd be funny if the doctor would just, all I do is shaft. When the second you get to pubis mons balls, I'm out. Right. <laughs> what about tip? No, just shaft. No tip. You know, I once had to have a camera. Did I say this? Stuck up my, down my sh- uh, shaft? Oh How was that? And, and the doctor, the doctor said, the doctor said I numb the tip. I was like, what about the rest? It was horrible. I don't recommend it. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I don't recommend it. (laughs) It's horrible. Imagine a camera. And this is not a small camera. This is like a VHS camcorder. It's like they're filming a 90s music video. For fuck's sake, stop talking about your willies. Sorry. There's like a whole group of people that are like, what the fuck is a VHS? (laughs) Yeah, VHS is a large cassette. I don't know if our audience is that young. No, they know. There are people that don't know what a fucking floppy disk is. I know. True. These two didn't. These two I didn't. Know. All right. All right. I got. Right. I really got dragged for that on Twitter because I posted a picture. They're like, Daniel, you didn't know what that was. I was like, I know. You're I've Mr. Never you're Mr. Techie them. computer guy, bro. <laughs> I know what it is. I just never <laughs> used them. Alas. Um, I'll take my dragging. That's fine. All right. Take it. You can drag Daniel when the techie <laughs> computer guy doesn't know what a floppy disk is. Can I rant for a second? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know that feeling when you just have something you need to get off your chest? It's like a rain cloud following you around in your life. People all carry around different stressors, big and small. Everyone has stress, but we all handle it differently. When you keep your emotions bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. We talk all the time about how much therapy has benefited us. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced a major life trauma. Therapy can help everyone with daily challenges with friends, family, and other relationships. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you should start with BetterHelp. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RealFriends today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash real friends. Kind is calling all flavor chasers. Hey, it's Zach here, and Kind has six new flavors for whatever you crave. Is it something sweet? Try the new seeds, fruit, and nuts bars with flavors like dark chocolate, raspberry, and pumpkin seed. They're made with sweet raspberries and cranberries. And the number one ingredient, seeds. And for something savory, Kind has you covered. Try their roasted nuts and jalapeno bars. Or grab the rosemary nuts and sea salt bars. Savory snacking has never been this delicious. I know your mouth is watering. I personally love the raspberry. Mmm, Donald, let me tell you, I could eat 10 of those a day. Oh, really? Rosemary's mine. All six new bars are gluten-free and have at least five grams of protein. Kind always leads with nutrient-dense ingredients like nuts. Explore all the new flavors waiting for you, like strawberry sunflower seed, orange cranberry pumpkin seed, and paprika nuts and mesquite smoked sea salt. This is the bar for people who love real food. Try all the new flavors of Kind Seeds, Fruit and Nuts bars, and Kind Savory bars. Shop on Amazon today. Um, all right, this was written and directed by Bill Lawrence, and it's called My ABCs, and it's the it's the Sesame Street episode of Scrubs. Mm. So good. It's, now I have a question. I didn't get there, a chance to, to open. I didn't even open Scrubs Wiki, so I got to open it. Go are ahead, there Mom. two versions of this? Is there the Sesame Street and then the Muppet version? Did we have one where Piggy and Kermit? And Fozzie were on the show also, or am I? Totally I think that was tripping? a special we did. I think we did like a. That's we what did it a was. Muppets movie. We did cameos in a Muppets movie. Is that, that right? Might have been what it was. I wasn't in that. Yeah, you were. No, all of you guys were except for me. Why didn't you do it? You don't like? Um, no, Piggy? I think I was doing a movie at the time or some shit. Like oh, that. I think we got asked to do it, and it was you know it was an ABC sort of crossover thing, maybe. Okay. So this is, but this is the Sesame Street episode. Yes, here I'm pulling up Scrubs Wiki for some from data. This is episode five of season eight. It aired on uh, January twenty seventh, two thousand nine, and um, and it has all the interns. Aziz plays a very big part in this episode. Oh, Josh Radin uh, sings the uh, uh, acoustic can you tell me how to get to sesame street he uh, sings too. the melancholic version of yes sesame it will street. kick you in your heart it's oh very my emotional. god it was a it it's was. like a lost old ass motherfucker who wants to just be a kid again yes <laughs> can Nostalgia. you tell me how to get <laughs> okay here it is donald um in 2002 
Most, most, but not Donald Faison, of the main Scrubs cast appeared as their Scrubs characters in, quote, it's a very merry Muppet Christmas movie. How come they didn't ask black Scrubs to be in that? Oh, my God. Well, it sounds like you were doing a, a movie. <laughs> oh, we'll see. 2000 and what? 2002. Yeah, let me look that up. Mm-hmm. Zach Braff <laughs> and Donald Faison appeared in episodes of Sesame Street. Faison held a recurring role in the early 90s. I did. And Braff appeared in a 2015 episode explaining the word anxiety. It's very so funny. If, if you haven't seen it, go on uh, the YouTubes and look up my name, uh, Anxiety, and Sesame Street. This episode was, uh, it had some moments. I don't think anyone has ever seen the Muppets this way before. They yeah. Were, wa- they were yeah. Uh, one. Well, other than Oscar the Grouch, who was in the trash can, I mean, that joke about, I know what's wrong. I think I figured out what's wrong with you. Give it to me straight, Doc. You got a hand up. You, you got a hand up. inside <laughs> of you. Yeah. Oh, I this mean, makes sense. This bit of trivia makes sense. Cause I was confused about the story uh, sequencing. Cause this felt like, um, it was mm-hmm. going back a little bit, and it this felt explains- like it was the first episode. Yes, it and does, Donald. And also, uh, there's a pun in the My ABCs because this is the first year we were on ABC, mm-hmm. so it was My ABCs, but also uh, the pun being it's uh, Sesame Street. But here we go. This episode was originally planned to be the first episode of season eight, which explains some inconsistencies in the story, such as JD being surprised at Denise's abrupt bedside manner, or her being surprised. Or her being surprised at being called Joe, despite that nickname already having been used, and everyone in the hospital commenting on JD's new beard. In addition, JD yeah, comments that was a, through, a through story through the whole episode. Yeah, Chick's digging his beard, making more sense as he's meant to be dating Elliot again at this point. I that was I was confused by all of that, but this is this is out this of is, order. It's it's well, it's not out of order. It's the order that it, they decided to air the show. You know that really fucks up the show sometimes. You know what I mean? Uh, mm. I know that I know that Bill was saying that uh, Scrubs. He tried to make it so Scrubs was one of those shows where you could tune in whenever you wanted to, and it didn't. You didn't have to follow any storyline. If you tuned in, you could easily be caught up in it, right? Because there was no linear storyline through the whole thing. And I feel like with certain seasons, especially like this season, and you know, the season that Keith and Elliot break up and everything like that, when it was out of order, it kind of fucks up the rhythm of how you watch, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so this definitely felt really weird. It was like, why is everybody so caught up on his beard? I, I just remember the whole Joe sequence coming this way, starting this way, and then us going into... Yeah, it's uh, weird because it's already been discussed. Like, we've, we've, mm-hmm. seen, we've seen this Joe is cold thing before. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, did you hit record on your QuickTime? Donald? No. Did you hit record? No. You said you've been recording. Wait, yeah, because he records on the Zoom. He's not using QuickTime. Did you record on your Zoom? Yeah. I fucked up, Daniel. (laughs) I got so excited to see you guys, I didn't hit it. I hit it. Okay, before, before you hit it, is the quality set too high or maximum? I'm so disappointed, dude. I'm rusty. I got so excited. That's okay. That's okay. It's on high. If you wouldn't mind changing it to maximum, that would be great. 
Daniel, I really let us down. It's okay. You no, totally let everybody no, down. You didn't. You sound great. America is so mad at you right you now. You sound so great. No, but Daniel, I feel sad about this. You I know where they're really upset? Totally they're upset sad. in Australia. Australia is like this. Now listen, fuck. audience, audience, you're going to notice that my sound quality is going to get good, right? The UK Hold is on. pissed. Listen, <laughs> audience, my sound quality is going to get good right now. Ooh. I'm sorry. I was so excited to see these guys like a little <laughs> fucking kid. That I their faces their faces. You can tell he don't got up. no kids. Like a little fucking kid. <laughs> Sounds like someone who does have kids. And when I saw them, I was bouncing, and I didn't hit record on my QuickTime down. That's okay. I, let, I feel like That's I let A-okay. you down. I let the audience down. But no, audience, don't they sound much better now? You sound great, silky smooth. Now, Daniel, will my sound effects have come through or no? Yes, yes, they will. Okay, good. Yes. All, All right, let's get into the show. All right, so Kelso uh, doesn't work. Again, this is reintroducing something we already know, because guess what? It was supposed to be the premiere episode. Uh, Kelso uh, gets muffins every day at the hospital and doesn't, um, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't pay for them. He, doesn't, he gets free muffins for life and hangs out every day at the hospital. Coffee Bucks. Yeah. Yeah, at Coffee Bucks. And, um, and he, still, he still is a mean person. He's not, this is what we know about Kelso. He's still mean. He has no life outside of the hospital still. He gets free muffins from a guy named Donnie. Mm -hmm. And um, that's his existence at the beginning of season eight. We learned that Cox hates deal or no deal. Yes. (laughs) Why? Now, I have no clue. I'm just, it starts the episode off. He doesn't like things that are in the Who likes deal or no deal? The interns raise their hand. Oh, right. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I assume it's because the, the show must have been very hot at the moment. And I don't mm. think Cox likes things that are culturally very zeitgeisty. I think he hates that. Why does he hate Hugh Jackman? I think he hates Hugh Jackman because Hugh Jackman at the time, and obviously still, was such a popular movie star and he was good at everything that that Cox as an alpha male was jealous of the fact that Hugh Jackman could do anything and everything. He could be the star of a musical. He could be a tough guy in the movies. And do I, you I'm, think Hugh Jackman took offense to any of this? Well, I'm sure he didn't love it. Who the hell wants to have a joke on the show? Be like, I hate that person. Yeah, right. Except everybody on the show was like, "You're crazy for that opinion." Yes, <laughs> right. But I still think you're not like, yay. Sure. Yay, just... the character on a TV show that's popular hates me. Look, nobody likes catching strays on TV. It's just like, yes, me? catching no, strays. You know what? <laughs> I, I, we all know this for a fact. That's just true. <laughs> we caught a stray. I was watching the Emmys and the family guy. Did we talk about this? The family guy characters were hosting the Emmys. They were doing the opening monologue. Obviously, it was a it was an animation video. But I'm like, Donald and I like tune in, like time for the Emmys. Yay, here we go. And they're singing a song. And and the lyric was one of the, it was dissing. It was like a roast, but it, it was, was a song. It was dissing you. Yeah, it was dissing me. The song was, and on NBC, we have the lovable Zach Braff, who reminds us that a sitcom doesn't have to make us laugh. <laughs> Come on! I was like, I was like, I just sat down to watch the Emmys. That shit is like straight up (laughs) shots fired. And I remember being like, "Whoa, do I watch the rest of the Emmys?" (laughs) My God! Yeah, he wasn't a fan. Rude. Rude. Yeah, he McFarlane wasn't a fan. I mean, he he did that whole white scrubs, black scrubs thing. He's got some great. He's 
cool outside of he's cool outside of all of that shit. <laughs> but he was so nice. <laughs> he was so nice when I yeah. met him. Well, I I think I don't know that he ever even watched the show. I just knew that we were popular and he loved taking digs at us. That's all right. You caught a positive stray on uh The Great North, which is a new Fox animated like family sitcom style show where uh one of the characters was describing something they were like, I can't remember the exact quote, but it was like it's luminescent. They're like, like Zach Braff's smile. I was like, that's so sweet. That is so sweet. Wow. <laughs> it's like a one okay, second. Another, another positive stray I caught was on 30 Rock, which at, at its height, which I loved. And and Kenneth sneaks on to Conan's set and pretends when no one's there. And he's sitting on the couch like he's a, and he's imagining he's a guest. And he does this whole thing about, why, yes, Conan, my career has taken off. My roommate, Zach Braff, and I love to da 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 Kenneth's fantasy was that we were roommates. That's Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. That's good. All right, so Aziz, uh, this, this is Aziz's big introduction, I think, into the show. Uh, or I, I know he's, has he appeared in another one? I forgot. He has appeared in other ones, but this is the this was meant to be his big meant to be his introduction, yeah. Yes. And he says "zwa," which I don't really get, but that's like his saying "zwa, zwa, zwa." When whenever, uh, yeah, whenever an intern because the intern got because Katie got uh, roasted by Doctor Cox, he zwaed because he was sick of her being the know it all intern. Right, so I didn't think it was funny. Did, did you think it was funny? Well, it's to pay off for the end of the. It's to pay off for the end of the show. So when I know, but when I, Cox, I think don't get me wrong. I think Aziz is funny. I just didn't think Swah was funny. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, you, Cox but, was Cox was pretty hard up on. But were uh, you I mean, stoned? Not hard were you, up. Were you high when you watched it? I mean, come on, bro. <laughs> I thought you took a <laughs> weed break. I don't know. Nigga, we on strike, man. What the fuck you want me to do? <laughs> the fuck, Wu Tang forever. Wu Tang forever. <laughs> you ran to that fucking med store, didn't you? Oh my god! And it was like we striking. I was like, we striking. <laughs> Did Donald Donald ran past seven picket lines to get to the weed store? <laughs> Walked right up in that motherfucker. Well, we on strike. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, honey, we're on strike. She's like, what you doing? today striking <laughs> um all right maybe joie is funny if you're baked i wasn't baked um so we're all assigned interns we're, well, we're taking no. well, now we're not assigned we're taking one under our wings yes you're 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 choosing of the from the bunch of interns you're choosing one to mentor so right. uh uh elliot chooses katie cox chooses ed and JD chooses Denise, Denise or better known, yeah. better known as Joe. Yeah, well, he calls her Joe, which is uh, for some reason he thinks she reminds him of uh, Joe from Facts of Life because she because was she's kind of like tough and a tomboy, butchy. a tomboy, yeah. butchy tomboy. And she says, you know, she goes, "You called me Joe," and he says, "I thought you might like it from the Facts of Life." She goes, "Yeah, it's kind of butchy," which is weird because you know. I like banging dudes. Yeah. <laughs> she talks like that and she has no, I mean, almost to a cartoonish level. It bothered me a little bit. Like, is she even a human being? I mean, mm. she 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 had absolutely no, I mean, talking about bedside manner, she had negative bedside manner. She, Zero. She rudely admonished someone. Wouldn't that have been a lawsuit 
to talk to someone that way. In I don't know hospital? if you're allowed to sue. I mean, I'm sure that any logical person would have complained and and. I mean, it was, it was upsetting to watch. I mean, I know that that's the reaction Bill wanted from the audience, and it, and it worked. But it also felt like, whoa, like, what a fucking bitch. Like, who would say that? I was already thinking, like, how she was going to be redeemable at the end of the episode, because I was like, I don't, like, I, obviously, Denise is a fun character, and we enjoy her as the show goes on, but, like. Eliza Coop. After yeah, at the end of this, you're like, I really don't want to see this woman again. That's so mean. This woman's losing her husband in a matter of hours. But, but that was that actually turned into her character trait that lasted all the way up until season nine. I don't think she's that way in season nine, but for all of season eight. Mm. Uh, but this was, like, is, this was like, this was like, granted, I understand that Bill is setting her up to have an arc of redemption and everything. So you got to start off at, at like a really low point to give her an arc. But I was more shocked than JD was. I was like, who would ever telling a patient to, to, to turn someone off life support like that? It just felt like, yeah. I don't know. Bizarre. Yeah. When it happened, it was like, that's not realistic. That's yeah, what I just, thought automatically. I was like, that's no, not it's like, it's like, yeah, I, to me, it felt like one step too far. Like, yeah, make her, make her cold. But she was like mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the janitor pushes in Oscar the Grouch. Wait, we should, right. No, let's start. After, we're going back to the beginning. Okay, cool. Yeah. Janitor pushes in Oscar the Grouch, which begins the, the, uh, the sort of, um, template, if you will, that, that the Sesame Street characters are going to be worked into J.D.'s fantasies in this particular episode. And uh, J.D. says, I grew up on the street, not the hood, the Sesame Street. No, <laughs> he goes, no, not the hood, the Sesame Street. How about how I walk into the, how about I walk into um, the break room and I'm like, oh, Izzy's here. I wanted to watch. And then I see that you're watching Sesame Street. I'm like, oh, yes. Like, that's what JD <laughs> planned to watch. And then Turk goes, it's a good one. The letter's J. No. <laughs> a curly or a letter J. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. So when I was on Sesame Street, I actually did watch Sesame Street. I don't know why, but Sesame Street worked for a really long time. Maybe it was the music. Maybe I I I I I want to say it was the music and also the comedy of the Muppets. If you watch the Muppets or if you watch Sesame Street as a parent and have to sit with your child, the jokes that they do on the show fly over the kid's head and hit you right in the face. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's so good and it's so, and and it's so clever. And I wish, you know, there's some footage out there. Uh but I wish you could see what it was like working on the set with characters from these shows. Uh, being on Sesame Street, just in between takes, when the actors were waiting for, you know, whatever it was for sound to catch up or for the lighting, the lights to be shifted, whatever it was, the entertainment was the puppet, the puppeteers and the puppets. Yeah. And they would make you laugh so hard. Um, and would never break character until they left from under, yeah. you know, until the curtain was pulled back and they left from under it. And that that used to be so much fun to uh, to be a part of. So when we did this and everyone got to experience that, it was really cool. And it was also good to see Carol 
who's recently who passed away a few years ago. But Carol played Oscar the Grouch and, and Big Bird, yeah, and Big Bird, yeah. and uh, a lot of the stuff that I did on Sesame Street was with him, and so it was great to see him. Uh, I agree with what you said, Donald. It was so fun to watch these amazing puppeteers, and they they stay in character as the puppet once once, and even when like yeah, but in between takes, they just keep chatting away in the voice and the style of the character, and you kind of forget. Sometimes you're just sitting there like during downtime and just like having a conversation with Grover <laughs> like wait a second I'm talking to a fucking puppet <laughs> yeah. but that's what happens man it's so amazing it's so yeah. amazing they're so and we talented had, and we had Grover on the show we had Oscar and we had Grover and we and had Elmo you know, and, and we had Elmo and, and uh, the, I don't know who the oh, other oh, person oh the woman well the woman the puppet <laughs> the puppet that has the hand inside her I don't I, don't, I think she was it's, just a it's a their boy, name is X-Ray which I thought was hilarious Ooh. I had to look it up because I didn't know that Muppet either but it's X E X space Ray R A Y. Amazing. That's cool. that's funny. That's that's a really funny uh, joke. Um. So JD um, mentions Neil and Garrett, who yeah, are, that should uh, have you <laughs> rolling. Who and, are two and, uh, who are two interns that uh, are always inviting him to go rollerblading. And one of them is Kip Kroger. Yeah, I don't Kip, know if you guys know this. Kip Kroger started off. You guys definitely don't know this. He started off in the editing department in Scrubs. As like he's a n- PA. Now yeah. he's one of Bill's main producers. Hmm. Yeah. Aww. It's freaking hilarious. Yes. He, he jumps up on stage at the freaking Golden Globes with everybody and at the Emmys yeah, for with shrinking. everybody. Yeah, you see his head. His bald ass head. And this he freaking uh, for he Link- has a full for head Lass- of hair. For Lasso, and he's bald. for Lasso and Tricking. He's he's Bill's company. He's like one of the top producers at, at Doozer. And he started with uh, with Bill when he was a PA, and now he. But anyway, this is his cameo. He plays one of the rollerblading, maybe gay interns. <laughs> maybe gay interns. Yeah, the maybe gay. That's actually what they're called. The maybe gay interns. This is named for Neil and his writing partner, right? Because one of them was Neil. Oh no, yeah, and that's Gary. the other part of it. Sorry, there's a second part of it in that uh, there was a writing duo who wrote some of our best episodes, <clears throat> and they they were Neil and Garrett. And, and Garrett's uh, going on to do. I mean, Neil has gone on to do. Neil is uh, one of the head writers of Shrinking with Bill. And I was on the picket line with him. Neil Goldman, very, very funny man. I think he occasionally listens to the podcast. You think so? Yeah, he talks about He's going to love that shout out you just gave him. Yeah, Neil, you are so funny and talented. And Shrinking is very funny. And a lot of it is due to your genius brain. Neil, I've been saying this to you for a really long time. If the our stars, are... if our stars ever collide, I would love to make a show with you, bro. He's already taken. He's the head writer of. Trent. Shut the fuck up! I'm <laughs> shooting my shot. Let me shoot my shot. Well, Let as me we shoot all my know, shot. the scripts for Shrinking have been written already, Donald. Mm. So you're not going to be in season two. Um, Why? Why not? Let's... Why? You saying there ain't no black people in Shrinking too? There ain't no guest star black people. There's two black people who are the stars of the show. You should watch it. It's good. You tell you telling me you tell you you telling me you telling me that there ain't gonna be nobody else coming in. Do you know which one of your Scrubs cast members did a cameo on the show? Yeah, of course. Who? Bob Clandestine. <laughs> First of all, it's Bob Clendenin. And no, Neil Flynn doesn't. Neil Flynn plays one of Harrison Ford's patients. In, in oh, I saw that. Yeah, I did see that. All right, we're going to take a break because I have to pee. Um, Donald thinks that a urologist is only in charge of the shaft. Um, yeah. He I thinks thought... it's a different doctor when it switches to the balls. And the tip. <laughs> and the tip. Oh, between 
you think between balls and <laughs> tip is, is urologist, and the tip yeah. has its own specialty. Yeah, the tip doctor, <laughs> the shaft doctor, and the balls doctor. Listen, if you ever have to get a camera, put up the And then the there's penis. a tank doctor. And if you're, make sure he, he numbs more than just the tip, because I can tell you it was horrible. We'll be right back. That's what I'm talking about. Reboot your credit card with Apple Card, the only credit card designed for iPhone. It gives you up to 3% daily cash back on every purchase. Plus, Apple Card has no fees, not even hidden ones. Apply for Apple Card now in the Wallet app on iPhone. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Variable APRs for Apple Card range from 19.24% to 29.49% based on credit worthiness. Rates as of February 1, 2024. Terms and more at AppleCard.com. Kind is calling all flavor chasers. Hey, it's Zach here, and Kind has six new flavors for whatever you crave. Is it something sweet? Try the new seeds, fruit, and nuts bars with flavors like dark chocolate, raspberry, and pumpkin seed. They're made with sweet raspberries and cranberries. And the number one ingredient, seeds. And for something savory, Kind has you covered. Try their roasted nuts and jalapeno bars. Or grab the rosemary nuts and sea salt bars. Savory snacking has never been this delicious. I know your mouth is watering. I personally love the raspberry. Mmm, mmm, Donald. Let me tell you, I could eat 10 of those a day. Oh, really? Rosemary's mine. All six new bars are gluten-free and have at least five grams of protein. Kind always leads with nutrient-dense ingredients like nuts. Explore all the new flavors waiting for you, like strawberry sunflower seed, orange cranberry pumpkin seed, and paprika nuts and mesquite smoked sea salt. This is the bar for people who love real food. Try all the new flavors of Kind Seeds, Fruit and Nuts Bars, and Kind Savory Bars. Shop on KindSnacks.com today. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Rewatch Show is Zach and Donald. And we're back. Zach and Donald are gay newlyweds in house arrest. <laughs> ah, love that guy. Classic. So um, it says Elliot and JD are dating again. Is I, I I lost track. Are they dating again? Not in this episode. Yeah, no. It, because no, this was says supposed to be the it. first episode, they were back together at the top of the season briefly. Remember, y'all started dating for a little bit, and then yeah, that whole right. Or am I no, crazy? no. They just were saying they were going to hang out. They were going to hang out more. And I know, stuff. but there's a line in this episode where someone, we or someone, says Elliot and JD are dating. You, again. Yeah, I don't know. Hold on, let me check. I was confused. It's hard to keep track, especially when they're out of order. All right, and now, now uh, Aziz's character Ed says syphilis, syphilis. 
Yeah, when he does the turntable spin. Because he, he used to be around. a DJ? Yeah, yeah, when he does the simple, 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 and then does the spin. Simple, simple, simple. That shit was fucking A, dude. See, right I on. wasn't high, so I was kind of like not getting it. But it was meant for stoners, I think. Syphilis, syphilis. You don't think Aziz's comedy is meant for stoners? No, I'm saying the exact thing. I'm saying I thought these Ed slash Aziz jokes were very stonery. And as nah, someone, man, come on. You ever see a DJ do his thing? Yeah, I've seen a DJ do their thing. Right. Like this. It's, s- like, it's like this. Fuck yourself. Fuck, 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 fuck yourself. <laughs> right. But you ever see them try to throw flares in there? He threw the flare in with the spin. Simple as, simple as, simple as, simple as. Then he did the spin around and everything. That shit was fucking hilarious, dude. All right. A little beat juggle. A beat juggle. Mm. Daniel knows the lingo because he's a DJ. I have to. DJ Daniel. I simply must. What are you twitching these days, Daniel? Uh, well, by the time that this comes out, I'll be twitching the new Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. When does that come out? When does it drop? It comes out Friday, May 12th, but it releases 9 p.m. on Thursday, May 11th, which is today. Oh, shit. Fair, fair, fair. When we're recording. Rocco's about to lose his Are mind. Are you playing the Star Wars game, Donald? Hell yeah, I'm playing Jedi Fuck Survivor. Yeah. You said you weren't going to play. And then I saw a Billboard and I brought it up to you and you're like, I'm not playing. And then my nephew, who's a video game slash Star Wars fanatic, said it's off the hook. And I said, Donald, apparently the game is off the hook. Mm-hmm. And now you love it. No, so what happened was in between the time that I had said that and now, I had started playing Jedi Fallen Order. Right? Ah, so you hadn't played and the first game. I hadn't played the first mm, game. Okay. And go. so, you know, Jedi Fallen Order is a lot of fun. That's real it's, good. Mm-hmm. It's actually really good. Um, uh, the the one thing that I disagree with with all of it is is that your blocking should be able to last for really long. It shouldn't be something that's depleted. And so if you've got an onslaught. Yeah. Yeah, but if somebody's attacking you with like major combos and stuff like that, as these carry as the bosses do in the game, mm-hmm. you know. It's tough. For, it's tough. For, yeah, it gets between blocking and dodging, it makes it really difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All right, let's go back to the show because no one cares about this except video game people. <laughs> You're All the right, one that brought it up, ah. fuckface. Okay. Please don't call me fuckface. And I just want to say that. I think with the video game talk, everyone likes it, doesn't mind a little sprinkle like Salt Bay. Mm. But then when y'all go deep, Salt Bay I- doesn't put a little salt on that motherfucker. That motherfucker grabs <laughs> a fistful of salt. <laughs> a fistful of salt. Listen, the way I feel about video games with our audience is that there's definitely a percentage that love the chat. Mm-hmm. But we got to just do a sprinkle, sprinkle a little Salt Bay right, and get out. Like, well, look. <laughs> <laughs> and all five of them are going to come say hi to me at the But then let's show. get this shit out the way. We didn't talk about the Mandalorian yet. A whole no, no, season of the no, a whole <laughs> season of the series. I couldn't came watch it. Out. I couldn't watch it. Andor ruined everything for me. Andor ruined a lot for a lot of people. I gotta say, Andor was like, oh, it's like that. Hmm. And then I went back and I tried, and it wasn't for me. I'm sorry. I disagree with you wholeheartedly. Joel, like- do you disagree with me? You're another Star Wars mega fan. I I don't disagree with you that Andor has set. A new bar, certainly Thank you. for Star I agree Wars. I agree with that. But I do think that The Mandalorian is a very di- man. If you watch The Mandalorian, like you would watch, say, Gunsmoke, children. Yes. That is an old Western show yes. that was meant to go on 
forever. The story didn't really connect to much else. It was just like, here are these characters. They don't grow or evolve. They face similar challenges every episode, but you love that shit because it's a Western. Get into it. That's Mandalorian. And that has made it more enjoyable for me to watch. But yeah, once you get past, once, once you get past once you get past that Andor is a special type of Star Wars and that uh, uh, it, it could al- it could almost be construed as Elseworlds, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because of mm-hmm. uh, there's cursing, there's a bunch of things in it. Anyway, once you get past all of that, Star Wars is still enjoyable. It it, it will always, always be enjoyable from from for kids from kids to adults. Yeah, you will I just always I'm, be able to find. I'm not something. saying it's not. Uh, quality and there's tons of talent. Obviously, I'm just saying it just felt way more aimed at children um, to me after consuming Andor. Yeah. Okay. And I, fair. Uh, that's fine to say. I, yeah. I'll, I, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. Uh, I don't have any of them kids, Donald. My dog Billy doesn't want to watch that show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling um, you, you need to put it on. That Billy like that shit. All right, I'll give it. A, you guys are so passionate. I'll give it another chance. Um, when Joe says I like banging dudes, JD says I've heard that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> he's heard he's heard through the grapevine that that's a nice thing. Yeah. Um, chicks dig the extra fuzz regarding his beard, which is uh, we now know meant to be a new thing. This glorious beard, um, and Grover appears and says, "Tell yes. me about it." And uh, and that's four paws, four hands up. Yeah, and he says that's only two percent of your body. And then what happens? Grover gets th- oh oh. Then he asks high for a five. high f- high four. No, a high, high four. Yeah. And Todd high fours him across the ICU. Now this was a play on. <laughs> this is a play on Grover doing "Hey Froggy Baby" and running up on Kermit the Frog and hitting him in the back and Kermit falling off the wall. Do you remember that? No. What's that from? It's also a play on Super Grover. Where Grover yes. would fly and always crash land. So back in the day, in early Sesame Street days, there were there was Kermit and Grover always had like a segment together, mm-hmm. and it always would start off with Kermit sitting on the wall, and Grover would come running from behind, "Hey, Froggy baby," and run and smack Kermit in the back, and Kermit would fall off the wall okay. and then have to climb back up, right? So it's a part of a play on that, and it's part of the play on Super Grover, who later on in life, they created this character, Super Grover, who wore a freaking Spartan helmet. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember that. You don't remember Super Grover? No. With the gold Uh, helmet, and the helmet would fall over his eyes sometimes? Anyway, Mm -hmm. so they created Super Grover. I love Grover, though. He's my favorite. Grover's my favorite. And when he would land, he could never land on his feet. He would always crash like the greatest American hero. And oh, so uh, that's funny. And, and so that was a play on both of the things. One from his long run, and then him crashing from the. Do you remember Grover's book, uh, "The Monster at the End of the Book," no. or the story? No, you don't remember I mean, that kids' book where he's the monster at the end of the story. Yeah, he's like it's a great kids' book. He's like he's like so afraid that there's a monster at the end of the book. He's like, stop turning the pages. <laughs> Are you crazy? There's a monster at the end of this book. And the, you, obviously the kid's laughing and turning the pages. And he's like, are you out of your mind? I'm telling you not to. It's really cute. That's really cute. Well, and then, yeah. Uh, Go ahead. At the end of the book, the monster's Grover. Spoilers, Donald. Spoilers. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, okay, so Izzy's first poo in the potty. We all have flip phones, which is which is just funny to see. But um, uh, Turk gets a text of Izzy's first poo in the potty, and he hands it to JD, and JD says, "I can't take my eyes off of it. It's gorgeous." <laughs> And he accidentally hit send, which is confusing because who is on this text chain? Because when he hits the whole that, hospital, the whole it. hospital gets this poo. Metal. And the, ja- the janitor sees it and he says, "They're back." Mm-hmm. Yeah, meaning that the he they, thinks that Izzy's poo is an, in, an invading species. I guess so. <laughs> it's just so it weird. It looks like poo. And Ed says, "My new screensaver." Yes. Okay, so Elliot has a great story about someone named Gina who gets watched taking a whiz through a hole. Oh my god. Like Porky's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember the movie Porky's back in the day? I don't you think never I ever saw it. Porky's. I will, you can I was... never yeah, it could never it could never come out now. But No, I know, but I remember I remember like I was too young at the time and then I just never got around to it. So this it's a movie, there's three of them. It's a movie about a bunch of kids who want to go party at the adult bar across the river, Porky's. Okay. But along the way, the most famous part of the movie is them looking through, being freaking a bunch of peeping toms and checking out girls in the shower at school through right. a peephole, right? So yeah. that was the poster. It was their eye. It's crazy. That, the, it's crazy. That was the poster. That was the poster, <laughs> yeah. Their eye looking through the hole, right? Wow. So that's where all the nudity comes in. But at the end of the day, they go to so they go to Porky's and it doesn't go well for them. As a matter of fact, Porky comes out and fucks up their car and all of this stuff and then sends them on their way. The cops are involved with it and they plan their revenge on Porky. And that's the that's the <laughs> They made 3 of these. <laughs> 3 of them. Is are there any uh, known actors that whose names we know that are in them? I mean, there's a couple of them. Some of them were in like movies like The Wanderers, and like there's a bunch of people. You know, it, it's a Porky's has escaped me, but I think I'm... I'll skip it. I think I'll skip it. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, what else, Donald? Um, we we spoke about the hand that's inside of you joke. Um, so again, Mr. Freeman is my my patient that is dying of cancer. He has an eight year old son. Um, JD uh, gets the scans back and it does not look good at all. And, um, and uh, he, he thinks that this is going to be a lesson for Denise slash Joe to teach her about bedside manner, to teach her about giving bad news. And um, that turns out not to be the case at all because she is very uh, rude and disrespectful, disrespectful to this woman uh, telling her that she, needs to take her husband off life support immediately. Because she's going to wind up doing it anyway. Yes. And um, so that's meant to, and meanwhile, JD has tears in his eyes because he's a, just such an empathetic, loving doctor with a giant, giant heart. Well, all uh, of all, the three of you guys have dilemmas. So Elliot is trying to get Katie into Turk's intern program. His surgery. Well, I think you're writing a you're writing a paper or something, and, yeah. he, and she's trying something to help like her. That's what it is, right. She's trying to help her be the one chosen to help you. And then uh, Cox can't figure out why he hates Ed so much. There's something yeah, but Ed, about Ed, Ed makes it obvious he's not a very likable guy. No, well, you know he's joking and stuff like that, but all of that's 
acceptable if you're a good doctor. You know what I mean? Like JD was clingy. JD was always trying to get a hug out of. I know, Cox. but Ed's, you, Ed's an, you don't think that's annoying? You don't I think, think Ed's it's annoying. annoying to have him? I think Ed, as an audience member, I'm going, this guy's annoying. I mean, at rounds, he's listening to the Da Vinci Code book on tape. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was that guy. That should have me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh All right. See, no look, way. Yeah, look, look, Ed's. It Ed's, was that guy. <laughs> some people love Ed. Some people don't. I don't know. I, I, I guess I felt annoyed by him. I was like, he's not taking this seriously at all. This is such a huge opportunity. And he just seems so, you know, checked out. Like, aren't you excited to be a doctor? You're finally, you're finally in a hospital working and he's just so vacant, absent. Well, it turns out that's, that's his character flaw. That's his, at the end of the episode, we learn each intern's character flaw you know, uh, uh, Denise's is when, you know, straight up, when somebody tells you who they are, you need to believe that shit right away. And she told you straight up who she was and you try. And I mean, she told JD straight up who she was and JD tried to fix it. Yeah. And it's all for not at the, when it all comes down to it. Uh, same thing with Cox. Cox finds out that Ed is lazy. And Ed's question is, well, you know, am I doing a bad job? And Cox is like, you're better than most. But you nailed it. He wasn't there. He's not there for. Yeah, well, I think Cox sees like, hey, you're you're actually a really smart guy. Right. Why, why aren't you showing up? What the fuck is this? You're like half, you're like half here. You got to be present and you have talent. You have skill. Why aren't you, why aren't, why are you phoning it in? You just started. And he's like, well, is me phoning it in? Is it a bad, am I doing a bad job? I mean that sucks. I mean that that that's that's one a gift and it's a curse. You know, if you can, it's easy for him. Yeah, if it if if everything is easy, you're never going to get the satisfactory that you that you're searching for. If it I remember all kids comes at, too easy, I remember kids at Northwestern that would party like crazy, and they were pre med, and they would drink like shit faced every night, and they were just getting fucking straight A's in meds in pre med. They're just it was it was easy for them. It comes to the it's you know. Mm-hmm. Look at acting for look at acting for us. You know what I mean. Look at look at directing and writing for. You know it might be difficult for you, but it looks easy to you make it. What look looks easy? You make it look easy to everyone else. None of it's and easy for me. Maybe it's easy for you. I don't. I'm, think I'm it's not. Easy. I'm not. I don't think. I'm no. I'm no. I'm no. I'm no Ed in regards to. Yeah, I don't acting. think any of this shit is easy. I don't think any of it is easy. But I'm saying, dude. You've been working for a very long time. You've been lucky enough to have a job for a very long time. There are people that look at that and think of it as it's something that come came naturally to you. They don't there aren't a lot of people, you know, there are I'm sure there are a lot of people that are like, oh, he worked really hard for it. But for the most part, the world, America believes acting is an easy job that anyone can do. You know what I mean? And but it's only because the greats make it look easy. You know what I'm saying? I think or so. Or am I off? No, no. I'm, I'm just trying to follow your train of thought with regards to Ed. Cause- so Ed is one of those cats who, you know, I'm sure he had to do some type of studying to get to the level that he's at right now. So he did. He definitely studied and he retained a lot. But now he's on the, 
he's on the other side of it where he's like, well, I know what I, I know what I got to do to succeed. I know what has to be done to be successful in this career. It's show up, do my job, and that's it. I don't need to go the extra mile. Well, we'll see if any of these interns evolve because I don't honestly remember what their arcs are. For I can tell eight. you everything that happens. Well, I don't even remember, but don't spoil it for me because I'm going to watch it fresh because I have no memory of this season at it's, all. It's very, and I'm not even in season nine barely, so I'm really going to watch that. Season, the, you're like in half of season nine. Shut the fuck up. You're in half of it. I never watched a single episode of season nine. I will be genuinely watching that for the first time. Zach, I've only watched like five episodes of Scrubs until this podcast. <laughs> 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 no, but nine is going to be surreal for me because it. I at least these I vaguely. Of course, I remember big moments. I remember the obviously. I remember Sesame Street characters being there, but I don't remember so much of it. Um, which is this particularly surreal exercise for you and I because we 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 are these characters, but this many years later we get to watch back and 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 see ourselves doing things we barely remember. You know, I yeah. It's it's you know maybe because we had this break and I went away and I did something else that this is the crazy thing okay so we had this break I went away and did something else in a couple of years I'm not going to remember that I did that unless the show's a success yeah it might be a big hit and you'll be still on it that'd be from your mouth that'd be a wonderful thing right did you enjoy well, doing it I had a great time I had such a great time working with John Cryer Abigail Spencer. Michael Malley. Um, so when you're doing it, Clark came in. And, when you're doing and it, you have, you're you're having a you're having a blast. Did you have a live audience? Because it's a traditional uh, sitcom in front of an audience, right? Yes, we had a live audience. Whoa. It it was a, you know, it's it's really interesting because I did a show before where we had a live audience, and with a live audience, that would be the day that you turn up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you were at a five on Monday when the shows. When it's showtime in front of the live audience on Friday, you're at a 25. You know what right. I mean? You out of turn 10. Up. <laughs> 25 out of 10. And this one, they were like, don't lean into the audience. The audience is there to be the, you know, to help with the timing and to help with the, you know, to help move the story along. But don't. Don't milk it. Don't try and get laughs just to try. You know what I mean? Like that. Would I would be, be so thing. bad at that. See, oh, for I'm me, such because I'm such a laugh whore. Well, you're I'm a clown. Such a laugh whore. You're a clown, and I'm a clown. And when you have all those people laughing at shit you're doing, it's hard not to lean into it. It's really hard. It's so. I remember. Hard. I remember doing your show, uh, The X's, and in between Donald's in the audience, like singing, dancing, like, <laughs> yeah, man. Donald's, it's show night. Don, Donald's putting on a whole show in the audience. Did you do that this time? Oh, yeah. I never went into the audience, but I definitely talked to the audience quite a bit. Right. They must have loved that. They did. They do. It's interaction. You know what I mean? So you had to, what you're saying is as an actor, you got direction to be like, hey, this in this show, when you get well, a big laugh. Well, it was just laugh, don't, don't play for the laugh. You know what I mean? Don't play for the audience's laugh. The joke is fun. You know, it's like Scrubs. We didn't play in for the audience laugh because there was no, there was no studio audience there to laugh at our jokes. We would try well, we to make play, we we try to make each other laugh and we try to right. make the crew laugh. Right. But they couldn't laugh during the take. That'd be that would fuck up the take, right? So you try to so you do that in rehearsal and then when you're shooting it, it all yeah. of a sudden became grounded, you know? Right. And so in doing this show, and uh they were like, listen, let's try and keep this grounded. When we did the X's, 
that we went off the rail, <laughs> dude. Off the rails. Well, that was off a much. That was rail. a much. That was a much broader comedy, right? Way broader. I remember being on what's. His, I remember being on what's his name's back. What's his name? Um, David Allen Bash. David Allen Bash. He's very funny. I remember being on his back, supposedly giving him a massage. Yes. <laughs> Just milking the fuck out of it. It was so funny. Milking it. <laughs> milking the moment. Milking the moment. Trying they, must to- have, they have to cut the audience down because otherwise the show will be an hour long because the audience is laughing so fucking hard. Well, you know who did it the best was Married with Children. Married with The audience was a part of the show with Married with Children. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they would, you would kiss on Married with Children and the audience would go, <laughs> Don't they do that on every sitcom? They go, oh. No, it was, it was just, it was, well, like, if they're doing it on your sitcom, <laughs> you're doing you, something you, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if when you kiss, the audience goes, oh. Right. Or you, you might not be on the right show. Right. <laughs> you got to earn that. You got to earn that. Like when it happened on Friends, it was earned. It took time. Oh, did he do it on Friends? Oh, oh hell. Everybody and their mama went nuts when Ross and Rachel kissed for the first time. The oh, freaking, really? If there was a studio audience that member that didn't there go. There was. And you can hear it. It sounds like a standing ovation. Like it's very loud. Oh, the really? Yeah, for sure. Uh, a yes. standing because <laughs> they'd edged the audience for so you're, many years. So you're, you're, imagine you're sitting. In, imagine you're sitting at home, right? Oh, sounds like that sounds like a standing ovation. They got to stand. <laughs> <laughs> Ross and Rachel gets a standing ovation. That's so funny. That's so funny. People are invested. Truly, we all were. Come on, man. I didn't Come watch on, it. Man. I didn't watch it. I'm, I honestly, didn't watch Friends either, but I've seen it and I've I wanna wa- watched it. I want to watch it. Watched it so much that it's look. I don't. I don't watch Succession. I don't watch any of these shows. You don't watch you, anything if it doesn't say Star Wars. Pretty much, or some type of super. Oh, you watch. You watch uh, Bachelorette. Bachelor. Oh, you know what I just got into? Oh my God, Vanderpump. Oh, Paradise Dance Moms. Dance oh, Donald! Oh, Welcome. oh, because your little girl wants to dance. So you, you, yeah. Your wife's going to oh. become a dance mom. Oh, yes. my God. That show is the funniest shit wow. I've it ever is seen wild. in my life. Look, Love first of all, first of all, these kids are all grown now, so I can talk shit on the parents and stuff. <laughs> but holy oh, fuck. Oh, it's over? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it... Well, yeah, I guess it is. I mean, the 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 lady who was the star of the show was in jail for a bit. She just she got, got out some of financial jail. troubles. She yeah. stopped paying studios, <laughs> like dance studios where she was practicing and holding events. Uh, and that but caught up to her. She, listen, man, at first, when I first watched the show, I was like, man, who does this woman think she is talking to these mothers like that? But then as you watch the show, you realize, oh, she knows what she's talking about. And then these mothers, mind. yeah, these mothers are crazy. <laughs> and then when that switch happens, when that switch happens, the show becomes the best show oh, so good. on the planet. Like it's like they find reasons just to like they'll win, they'll win first place. I've never seen anything like this before in my life, except for one time. And I don't want to, it's a long story, but don't tell it. I, I'm gonna tell it anyway. Give us they'll, the cliff they'll notes. win, they'll win first place and the and then start arguing about how they won first place. Like you just won this shit. You won the whole thing. And then like, but you know, next time I think Missy needs to dance solo in the motherfucker. You know what I mean? They go in. I played basketball with this kid. We won a game. We won a game. He scored 25 points, had nine rebounds. We're all in the locker room. 
right? We're all in the locker room after cheering and going around in circle like, you know, it's the playoffs. We're talking about what needs to be done for the next game. This motherfucker says, next game, y'all need to pass me the ball more. <laughs> oh, shit. Let's go. Oh, and we shit. were like, what? You'd had 20-something points and nine reap like you did your thing. That's what you want to say to all of us? Pat, give you the ball more? Granted, yeah, sure, <laughs> dude. Whatever, dude. You got it. You, you, you got the neck, but that's what you want to say? And that's what it feels like when you watch Dance Moms. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. There's a complaint behind it, and I think that's mm-hmm. great television. I think Zach. I think Zach and Donald's uh, this new show should be a rewatch of Dance Moms. Oh, oh my God! God. Please, <laughs> please, 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 Zach and Donald are gay newlyweds <laughs> in oh house gosh. arrest. Perfect. All right, it we're is... gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we will finish the show. We love you. Uh, let's hear what this button does. Everybody likes a little ass play. Don't even act like you don't. Classic. <laughs> Good button. Kind is calling all flavor chasers. Hey, it's Zach here, and Kind has six new flavors for whatever you crave. Is it something sweet? Try the new seeds, fruit, and nuts bars with flavors like dark chocolate, raspberry, and pumpkin seed. They're made with sweet raspberries and cranberries. And the number one ingredient, seeds. And for something savory, Kind has you covered. Try their roasted nuts and jalapeno bars. Or grab the rosemary nuts and sea salt bars. Savory snacking has never been this delicious. I know your mouth is watering. I personally love the raspberry. Mmm, mmm, Donald. Let me tell you, I could eat 10 of those a day. Oh, really? Rosemary's mine. All six new bars are gluten-free and have at least five grams of protein. Kind always leads with nutrient-dense ingredients like nuts. Explore all the new flavors waiting for you, like strawberry sunflower seed, orange cranberry pumpkin seed, and paprika nuts and mesquite smoked sea salt. This is the bar for people who love real food. Try all the new flavors of Kind Seeds, Fruit and Nuts Bars, and Kind Savory Bars. Shop on KindSnacks.com today. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. In every pair of Tacova's boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tacova's boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova's store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. So come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. 
They also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. And stay cool in a short-sleeve moisture-wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tacova's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. And we're back. Yo, speaking of being back, Chico artist, dude. Oh, yeah. We, we would put her out of a job. She hasn't uh, been Crushing. producing in a while. She's been putting a bunch of stuff up. Oh, really? That. She's not tagging me. Come on, Chico artist. I need to see that shit on my Insta tags. What'd she, what'd she do? She did she new puts, She's just putting like a bunch of behind the scenes Oh, now stuff she's doing like she's shorts. Doing now she's yeah. doing shorts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shorts of the wave. But you know what? You know what her famous one, uh, one of her favorite ones is what? to do is whether it be a poop, yeah, a finger, <laughs> yeah. I love Chico artist. So she's do I. funny. She rules. She's so funny. All right, let's finish up the show for the audience, guys. Um, so none of these interns are really that 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 nice because we find out that not only is Denise so cold, mm. but um, she Ed feels is, she's playing. She's playing. She's, Katie is playing Elliot. Yeah. Turns out that Katie used Elliot to get Turk to pick her f- to use her for the research paper. Yeah. And we find that out because we learn that Katie was the very first person to sign up. Meanwhile, she told Elliot, I don't have the courage to sign up. And we know that Ed signed up solely because he w- had one of those pens that you can click down three different <laughs> colors and he wanted to use it. And that's why Turk wanted to pick him. And Turk that's picked him pick because him. he thought that, that was cool too. Sure. So this is so these are this is something else. There's a undertone in here that's very misogynistic, as far as the way Turk. Uh, the reason why Turk doesn't pick Katie is because mm. you know uh, the surgical department is the surgery department is a boys' club. Um, the reason why uh, 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 at least this is what I got. I thought that. And then it changed up, and then it changed up on me. But I thought that the reason why JD was chose a girl was because he could find someone who would be more in touch with their feelings than a boy would. And I thought mm-hmm. that's why JD chose a girl, which mm-hmm. is a little misogynistic, also. You know what I mean? In 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 some way, um, just to assume that that would be the way, and so it. The great lesson in the episode was don't judge a book by its cover because he chooses Denise and Denise turns out to be completely opposite. Denise is like a sociopath. (laughs) Denise has. That's exactly what she is. She has has no conscience, no emotions. She's cold as ice. Yeah. And And Elliot chooses her intern because she looks like her. Yeah. Yeah. And Elliot's always dying for female friends. So she's mm-hmm. like, oh, she's like, you know, the vibe is like, oh, I'm also going to have a cute new buddy. I just thought that was very interesting. I thought that, and at the end of it, uh, nothing gets resolved either. That was also something that I thought was, you know, really, usually at, at the end of every episode, you know, at the end of the day, you know, right, James, but I think this again. This was meant to be the premiere of season eight, so it's setting up the you know these main lead interns who are going to be the interns for the season. Dot dot dot. You know, right? 
And then really don't like, you really don't like the interns at the no. end of this episode. You're no, like, you, I don't like any leave. of them. I yeah. don't like any of them. <laughs> They're a bunch of little shits. And and I I get that that's supposed to be like, you know, hindsight being twenty twenty. So were J D. Elliot and Turk when they were interns and stuff like no, that. No, but we like. But them. the story, yeah. But the story is told <laughs> so different, you know. <laughs> They're, 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 uh, oh, I see what you're saying. I think I get what you're saying. You're saying we're now seeing it from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. We're seeing it from the doctor's perspective. When, when, when Scrubs audiences first met our characters in, in, in 101, they were seeing it from the intern's perspective. Perhaps Bill specifically made them annoyings because we're experiencing them from these now jaded doctor's perspective. I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I did get goosebumps in the end as Josh Radin sings the Sesame Street song. And uh, JD says, always play nice. Always try your hardest. And it's okay to cry. This is such a classic Bill episode. Like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> I didn't check to see who wrote and directed it first. I was like, whoever wrote this is a genius. <laughs> like, yeah, but all the good. setup was so great. And it gets to, like the heart of Bill Lawrence, which is always like past your torch of knowledge. So I feel like the the through line of all of his work is yeah. about like how do yeah. you pass like love and knowledge down to the next generation and what does that yeah. struggle look like? like and, uh, this is like a perfect it's one of the of number of one lessons Yoda tells Luke Skywalker before <laughs> he passes away. Mm-hmm. Pass on what you've learned. That is why we are here. Mm. 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 Gospel. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling. Well, I miss you guys. And audience, we are yeah. we are back. We are uh, going to be doing this now because our our, our town is on strike. Mm. So we uh, we certainly don't well, will not have jobs for the foreseeable future. Uh, what are some announcements? Um, if you're going to be in the Seattle area on June 10th, uh, please buy a ticket. You can get them on Ticketmaster by putting in fake doctors. It'll come up. Uh, there's a few seats left. Um, and hopefully, if that goes well and we don't totally embarrass ourselves, uh, we'll uh, do do more of them. I uh, thank you all. I just want to say about um, a good person. Thank you all for who've watched so far and for all the love. I really, really, really appreciate you. Uh, you can rent it on uh, iTunes or Amazon or any place you rent movies. And two uh, important dates that are coming up: uh, May sixteenth, which is uh, when does this episode air, Joelle? This is going to air Tuesday, May sixteenth. Oh well, guys, guess what? Today. You can buy, you can officially buy a good person hey. uh, if you want to own it on uh, on iTunes or Amazon or any place you buy movies. And then the next um, important date is May 30th when the rental price will come down to whatever the low uh, normal rental price is. I realize the rental price is still high. It goes without saying I don't control any of this, but I just want everyone to know the dates. May 16th, you can own it, which is today. Woo. And May 30th... Uh, is not only a, a rentable uh, day where the rent uh, officially drops to the lower, probably $5 price. I'm not sure what it is. Also on May 30th, if you're someone who likes to buy physical discs, that's when uh, they officially go on sale, the Blu-ray of A Good Person. Nice. So those are my A Good Person there's, announcements. There's, there's another date that we didn't talk about. We did talk about it, but it doesn't have to do with A Good Person. But on June 10th, I don't want y'all to forget, we're going to be in Seattle. Y'all yeah. need to come out and see us. Yeah, we There's got some tickets, tickets left. There's only a few left. 
We did talk about that, just, you know, in, in, within these I know these we talked about it in the beginning. We, we talked about it in the beginning. Yeah. I'm just reiterating every no, they were, they were a part. Did you do a bong hit? Did you do a bong hit below the screen? Because within these end announcements, I mentioned probably, June 10th. Probably less than two you minutes did? ago. Yes. You know, literally, yeah. literally. Guys, weed, not even once. <laughs> Listen, guys. <laughs> yeah. If you want everything to always be like brand new, like you just like. <laughs> yo. <laughs> Weed, yo. If you want to live like Memento, weed, oh, no. yo. I don't know if that's a good oh, no. advertisement. Would you like to live like the like movie Memento? Memento? That's how Donald lives. <laughs> All right, five fucking, five fucking, six, seven, eight. Here's some stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who love to hate. I said, here's a story. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, it's Donald, and Kind Snacks has six new flavors for you to crave. Flavors like rosemary, strawberry, jalapeno, and raspberry. Each of the six flavors is made with number one ingredient seeds or nuts and has fruity or savory flavors depending on what you're craving. They're gluten-free with five to six grams of protein in every bar. Nutritious snacking doesn't have to be all blah and boring. The bar for people who love real food. Try all the flavors. Shop on Amazon today. 